I think you should do it like when you um start to well if the if your notebook doesn't have the word you need to think it in your head so then you know what to say but if you don't then you will mess up and then you would have to start over again and keep going over and over and over but if you think it in your head then you get it right okay fantastic well, hello, everybody. It's wonderful to have you with us. I pray wherever you are that you know that God is with you exactly in the place where you are. Well, I have a helper today. I've never done this before, as you know, and I've got a helper who said to me they would come because they dropped into my work and they said they would help me do it today. And just as we were beginning, I was getting a bit of a talk then about how to do this. So this is my granddaughter. What's your name? Willow. How old are you? Five. Excellent. Well, and what are you doing? You're going to be doing some colouring in. Yes. My mum printed out this colouring so I can do it. Fantastic. Well, there you go. Well, let me tell you something about, well, you do that and I will talk to everyone else. Uh, Tuesday of last week, I was in Dallas in the United States. I was due to fly out at 9.25 all the way to Sydney in Australia. What would be a 16 hour and uh, basically flight. And uh, I checked in everything, get to the gate. The flight was due to leave at 9.25 in the evening. And they announced that it's going to be a 15 minute delay. And then another 15 minute delay. And then another 15 minute delay. And before you know it, it was 2 a.m. in the morning when they finally announced that the flight had been canceled. And then they said, we've booked you into a hotel, but there's no taxis, there's no shuttles to get you there. Well, I was fortunate enough to be able to hire a car so I hire a car and I eventually get to my room, at, I get to the hotel that they booked me into at 5 a.m. When I walk up to the counter, the gentleman says to me, he said, are you from that canceled flight? And I said, yes. He said, well, the airline never called us. Our hotel is full. There's no room for you. It's now just after 5 a.m. in the morning. I, I just, my heart sank and, and I stood there for a few minutes. Uh, and it wasn't the gentleman's fault or anything. And then anyway, a little while goes by as I'm standing there thinking, what am I going to do now? And he says, look, he said, I found a room. I found a room. I think I can get you a place. And they find a room. I get to my room just before six o'clock. The airline calls and they said, listen, we can't get you out of Dallas. We've got to get you out of Los Angeles uh, in two days time. Well, two days time didn't work because I was meant to be in Sydney to do an event. I had to go that day. Uh, otherwise I was going to be, I would not be able to turn up. Now, when we got off the flight, they announced, don't worry about picking up your bags because we're going to put you back on this exact same flight tomorrow night. You'll just have to live for 24 hours without your bag. I thought I could probably do that. But then when they changed the, the airport that I was flying out of, Los Angeles, they, I didn't have my luggage. And so I didn't have luggage for the next six days because it got disconnected from me. When I eventually, uh, I eventually get the tickets from the airline to say we'll fly to, to Los Angeles and then to Sydney, they've booked me via another airport. Whoever sent the tickets had booked it into a wrong airport and it didn't connect up with long, so they messed that up. When I eventually get to Sydney, I arrive, I've got a toothbrush, no clothes, nothing, and I'm about to speak in, at, at, at an event that starts at 12.30 in the afternoon and, and then I'm, I'm speaking till 9 o'clock in the evening. And so I went shopping. 
And quite frankly, it was one thing after another after another, and I'm not even telling you at all. I then flew to Melbourne, another city that night, after, after Saturday, then did the vent again. Then I flew all the way home. And when I get home, uh, I get home, I have to immediately record a daily devotional. And when I do the daily devotional, I say the wrong thing, don't I? I, I talk about it being November the 26th when it's not the 26th about the meeting in Phoenix. I talk about it being then the next day, I talk about May the 26th when it wasn't, it was June the 26th. And I get, I'm so tired, I get it all wrong, as some of you know. And uh, my team thought it was hilarious that I was that tired. I must admit, I was tireder than I've been in a long, long time. And it just kind of bothered me that I had made some mistakes, that I bothered me that, that this, it had just been so difficult. And then I was reminded of a verse of scripture that I think all of us should memorize from 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. And it says this, it says, cast all your anxiety, another translation says worries, on him because he cares for you. Cast all your anxiety, all your worries on him because he cares for you. And what I've learned in this, in this uh, uh, what I've learned in this is, is, is that, and I was getting worried about things and troubled about things and everything was tough and there were so many mess ups. And in a sense, I couldn't change anything. Didn't matter how upset I got, didn't matter whether I missed, missed flights, it didn't matter if they booked me through the wrong way. The reality is, is that I just needed to find that peace in Christ. And as I, f I began to found that peace in Christ, I was able to rest in Him and allow the Holy Spirit to come into the place that I was. There are many of us facing all sorts of issues today in our lives, struggles, difficulties in our lives. And the Christian person has to stop and go, I'm going to cast all my cares upon the Lord because He cares for me. That I put it into His hands. In Philippians, it says this in chapter 4, verse 6, Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. I said to God, God, can you, can you get me my luggage? God, when I arrived in Sydney, can you help me find some clothes uh, that I can wear to these events where I'm speaking? And God's with you. Learning to walk spiritually, to be able to walk in the presence of God, is in a sense to walk simply. We're all aware of that scripture, aren't we, about Jesus said, if you're going to come to me, you need to come like a child. There's a level of innocence. There's a level of, you know, I can tell my grandfather, who has done nearly 2,000 of these daily devotionals and, and literally thousands of other talks, I can tell him how to do it. You know, that there's an innocence. And Jesus says, it's the innocence that I'm after. And so I want to say to you today, if you're in a tough spot, if you are going through hardship right where you are, know this, cast your cares upon the Lord. And it is a decision of the will to settle, to relax, and to say, Lord, I trust my situation to you and I stand faithful in you. Loving Father, we give you thanks and we give you praise that as, as we trust you, your spirit walks within us. It works within us, walks within us. Allow us to encounter you in your presence today. We commit our problems, we commit our concerns, we commit our worries, our struggles, the things that aren't working out, we commit them to you. And we take that giant spiritual deep breath and we relax and leave it on you. And Father, we make this prayer 
in Jesus' name, to the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Was that okay? Yes. Was it okay? Is there anything I should have done better? No. No, it was all good? Yes. Thanks. All right, see you next time. And don't forget, wherever you are, God is never far from you.